0: Welcome to the top order podcast third episode recorded just before Christmas tonight this is the 2024 season preview if we're all very good boys what are we wishing for in 2024 we're going to talk New Zealand summer Caribbean dreams the hunt for the triple Crown and baseball on the road but it might not be on roads uh, for England <laughs> uh, are our previews for 2024 all coming up on the top order podcast stay tuned. Well, boys, we're here. Uh, Another quick fire episode. I guess we've done our review show or recap of um, not only the IPL auction, but we've also done our 2023 uh, wrap-up as well. We talked obviously heavily about Australia's success, which was a painful 35 minutes for three of us um, on the pod. Not for me. But...
1: (laughs) Thought, what, uh, didn't we start the last episode by you saying that you've been looking in the room of mirrors and what, you know, coming up with hum- all
2: Humility. Humility? Nah, <laughs> uh,
1: 2024 is a different year, boys. An hour, an hour of recording and that humility has just gone out it there. It only goes go so far. I it's can't awesome. only hold on
0: for so long. Oh, I've been waiting to get rid of Ted Lasso for so long. <laughs> I've been playing club cricket with this guy for the last, uh, you know, four or five weeks and every time you just inject a bit of spice into the game, he takes it all out being nice. Um, anyway, let's, um, <laughs> let's talk about... It. Uh, let's talk, talk about 2024. We'll kick off in kind of chronological order. So we're we're recording this as we said in December. Um, I think uh, yeah, someone's mentioned the Super Smash is actually already underway. That I'd, I've got to be honest, did pass me. Uh, passed me by i think with the, uh, the the series going on in the caribbean the start of the big bash league as well and um, probably dominating my airwaves and also that tvnz app's not great so um yeah i've not been navigating that particularly well potentially Agreed. yeah Agreed. okay and um, uh, so we we have got the new zealand summer of cricket coming up the top order podcasts are going to be on the road uh down to either the basin or Hagley, i think for a bit of test match cricket and uh um, a, a few gin-based cocktails, hopefully. But what are you looking forward to in terms of this New Zealand uh, summer? A bit of a new era for, for
2: New Zealand in some ways. Yeah. Do you want to do you want to go first? Well, yeah.
0: Why don't you tell Why don't you tell
1: us about the the calendar for New Zealand? And then yeah, I might talk a little bit about how I see the year going for for the, on the personnel point point of view.
2: Yeah. So the really exciting thing for me is that we're going to get some really quality series, and especially the exclamation mark there on Test Cricket, Yeah, you know, with South Africa two tests, even though they might be sending a little bit of a lesser team, it's still good to see them on our shores, followed by the Australians two tests, uh, which is going to be a massive, massive series for us. Uh, We go to India. Three tests in India. It's going to be an interesting spectacle, and then we end the year off uh, with with England, three tests uh, as well here in New Zealand. I believe that one a is
1: three test home series. Home amazing, series amazing. Twenty twenty
0: four. That's all happening before Christmas. That's all year. happening. Wow. And,
1: and Raj didn't even mention that we also have a a game a test against Afghanistan, mm-hmm. and then we f- have two uh a, two in Sri Lanka before the India series. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and there's the T20 World Cup thrown in there. It's weird, isn't it? Like, we've just had this ODI World Cup and now so many teams are going to go through almost an entire year with very few ODIs. Mm. I think New Zealand might have three. They go to Sh- Sri Lanka, I think, for three, t- three ODIs and three T20s after the India Test Series. So yeah it's yeah. bizarre In
0: England the same we don't play ODIs again until September I don't think it's yeah bizarre yeah it's it's a weird sort of
1: calendar but uh, you know I mean jumping off the back of that I, I totally agree that it's it's this Australia Test Series I, I think it's it means so much more to the New Zealanders here than oh, it is no, going to mean for you no but oh it, I, no it doesn't really oh, I, I, c-
3: I cannot wait my highlight for 2024 is just about going to be being at that test match watching Australia play in New Zealand. It is going to be huge. I'm I, super excited
1: for I, it. I think the thing for us is that I, I feel like for New Zealand, we've. Uh, look, we haven't won World Cups. We we did win the World Test Championship, but there, it's almost the last kind of frontier almost for New Zealand. Like, we just don't win tests against Australia, whether that's at home or away. Mm. We, we just can't do it. For some reason, there's been a block. Like, even in our. Biggest moments and when the side has been rolling, you know, like when we first started doing the podcast, when we went to, we had three tests in Australia and we we had really high hopes and you know Lockie Ferguson's test debut, all of that kind of stuff, and we thought this side is now primed and ready to go over to Australia. We got thumped, you know, like it just hasn't been able to happen, and it's been so long since Australia's been back on these shores, and yeah, it, it's exciting, but you know, whether New Zealand is going to be at their best again. I don't know I mean yeah yeah. We, we just talked about how this test side started last year in you know sort of transitioning and I feel like by the end I don't know that we've really made any progress is that fair?
0: Yeah, I just wanted to ask a question, probably before Raj jumps in on that, and I think it's along the lines of there was a lot of hope and expectation that MCG test wasn't that when you went over there. That I think Mm. there was a a thought you could, you could potentially win. You're you're obviously in decent form um, from from that perspective. So you know, is the hope you know a a test series victory, and is the expectation one? And then I guess the you know the other component is. And we talk about this a lot on the podcast. You lead into this test series literally four days before you're at a football ground playing a T20, and then you're down at a, you know pretty old-fashioned test venue, um, playing in you know playing in a test match. Do you think the series is getting the billing and the lead up and the preparation that's you know that, that it deserves and, and it, uh, um, in a test cricket context as well?
1: Why don't you go on the expectations and then I'll uh, yeah because I have some thoughts on on the billing side of things. Yeah.
2: So I think it's been a very mixed year for, for New Zealand 2023 yep. uh, that we, we've talked about. I'm unsure that we know what our best eleven is. I think that we do a lot of picking horses for courses um, with all our all three formats, I feel. Um, a lot of chopping and changing. It'll be interesting going into this year to see what that new era looks like. We have to start picking and sticking with a few players. Um Going forward, that's what I think we need. To, we need to start doing. Um, do you think we can? Do you think we can beat Australia in that series? I do. I want to win. Yes. Do I think we win? I think it's it's hard. Australia are a very good side, no matter where they play in the world. What I am looking forward to most about that series is it's a great yardstick for us. You know, it, it'll give us something to measure ourselves on mm. and, and move forward from. Competing with uh, a test side like Australia is something, like you said, we have not done very well in the you know recent past um so yeah that's what i'm i think that looking forward to competing is actually what i think is um going to be exciting for me in that test series
1: i I think in terms of the billing they they will be the only t20s that we play in in that period so i actually think like we're going to be in test mode it wouldn't surprise me if new zealand sort of uses that test like the t20 part of that series to just throw some to to blood some players I, i sort of uh, you know, if we're talking about the new era and, and kind of how New Zealand is, is moving forward, I mean, we've looked at New Zealand uh, in the last couple of years, like this, the golden era, I guess, of New Zealand cricket is the the period from the, that everyone sort of uh, goes through. okay, that the terrible moment that we had in Cape Town where, you know, all out 45 or whatever that was, yeah. leading up to the World Test Championship and, and a huge kind of core that we had to, that all mainly stayed together during that time. Uh, those players are starting to phase out. You know, we've lost Trent Bolt, we lost Conde Grandholm, Ross Taylor, uh, BJ Watling. You know, core members of, of that Test side. They're starting to be replaced with uh, you know the likes of Daryl Mitchell, the likes of Devon Conway, guys that we we think are are world class players. But there's certainly a thirst for young players in New Zealand. But when you actually look at what happened in 2023, New Zealand played 37 different players across mm. all of our formats. So I do think that there is uh, there's certainly an, an idea that we want to start building this this next generation. You know, we've we've just seen Will O'Rourke in this series, Ben Sears is in has been in the mix, Addy Ashock is there, we've seen Henry Shipley, Josh Clarkson. And now players, I think for me, that the big thing is gonna be, like you said, who gets in this side and who sticks. You know, we've seen the emergence of Rutchen. Glenn Phillips now, where, what does what his year hold for, for him? Kyle Jamieson is obviously being, he's being groomed to be the leader of this next seam attack. So I think it's a fascinating year for for those three in particular, because I do think Test cricket for New Zealand is, you know, we've obviously got the T20 World Cup, but I think Test cricket is going to be the one that has the biggest billing and the biggest yardstick of how we look back in a year's time at how New Zealand's year has gone because as you have just said we've got the t20 world cup but apart from that the big games and the big moments for new zealand are all going to be in test cricket
0: Baldy, i'm going to plug you in here because you were very australian at the start in terms of your excitement for um for the australian team and also for this series as well coming mm. on what you know what, why I, i'm a little bit surprised by that reaction I, i've got to be honest but what, what is it about this series couple of test matches um, you know it's been a while since we've seen Australia on their shores from a test cricket in perspective is that's what the excitement is or, or do you think this is a genuine a genuine contest oh so firstly that that we haven't seen Australia yeah. play and I love watching
3: Australia play test cricket in person it's it's, it's fantastic um, it's the pinnacle for me in terms of my yeah. cricket watchings to watch Australia play test cricket no matter where it is in the world Uh, But I think that New Zealand are poised in their home conditions with a seam attack that is not yet fading. You know, Southey Bolt, Wagner, Jameson. There won't be
1: Bolt. Okay, well, even even without... I wish... I I would love to see it, but I'll be stunned if it happens.
3: Even without Bolt, New Zealand still have a pace attack that could trouble Australia in New Zealand conditions, and they have several world-class batters, Conway... Williamson, Mitchell, all world class, Latham world class whoever else is in that middle order whether it's Nichols or Ravindra or Glenn Phillips, those three guys are the really interesting ones for me in 2024 what are we going to get from Henry Nichols, are we going to get a lean year from Henry Nichols or are we going to get 200 henry nichols we to get 90 henry nichols from uh, what was it today is today's game we've today's got game, 90 today yeah. um, so you know what are we going to get from from those guys and for me the most interesting thing for new zealand is which of those three are going to nail in their position in this new zealand side going forward because for me if not phillips Ravindra is the future and i i want to see him nail his test spot in 2024 so i'm excited to see how those guys will as you say compete against Australia and I think it will be a really ripping series of of two test matches. I wish there were more. I wish there were at least three uh, but unfortunately for New Zealand they just don't get that scheduling which is a real shame.
2: Can we talk about Glenn Phillips? Mm. So he is my sort of player for 2024. I picked him a couple of years ago when um, we were going into that 2020 World Cup. I thought that was going to be his World Cup. He scored 100 I think in that World Cup but Sri Lanka, mm, yeah. It wasn't um, much else there but i reckon this could be the year of glenn phillips i I wasn't expecting him to be picked at number six in the the test that we just played or seven that we just played in um in in bangladesh but if they are going to pick and stick i think glenn phillips is someone who can make a massive impact across all three formats we talked about how how many games daryl mitchell has played this year i think glenn phillips can do the exact same thing in 2024 uh Glenn Phillips, the year of Glenn Phillips you, you talked
0: about this with horses for courses in the way mm-hmm. that New Zealand have selected was he a horse for that course in the series you've played overseas in Bangladesh because he offered a bit um, with spin do, do you think he'll get picked in, in that side and, and if so how are you, how are you balancing that because again you've got to assume you're not playing a, a front line spinner well that's the fascinating part I think and, and uh, yeah I
1: guess that's and, and even you know alluding to what I said before I think it, you know, New Zealand has to sort of start blooding some of these players and sort of balance that uh, balance that we want to win with getting some of these players more opportunities, like Ravindra, like Phillips, like James. I mean, you know, those three are probably very, very close. Yeah. But Phillips, you know, we've always picked last last summer. It was Bracewell, and he batted at seven, and yeah, So no someone is going to fill that role. Whether it's going to be Phillips, it seems highly it would surprise me if Ravindra then is picked ahead of him but if you're going horses for courses maybe they go okay well there's a few more right handers in this uh, 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 Australian side or South Africa side or I don't even know if that's accurate but you know they might go well you know there are more right handers we want to have the ball spinning away Santa actually performed reasonably well if they want a better spinner in those conditions so yeah what they do at number seven will be really fascinating but because then the fact that we go to Afghanistan, Sri Lanka and India is our three tests after that. I do think Phillips if he is the one that they go with or even if he's not, he has a serious chance of by the end of the year establishing himself in the same way that we talked about Daryl Mitchell as someone who can, who is, who is one of the names on the team sheet in all formats no matter no matter what you're going. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, what's his test match ceiling? Where, where, where do you think he can get to career stats wise?
1: I don't know I, I don't know that there is one like mm. I, I almost feel that way about him I, I also feel that the floor might not be that high either like yeah. you know he's he's an incredibly talented player and I think they've been trying to think of how they can get him into the side it's surprising to me that he hasn't had a go further up the order you know in that you know, disastrous Australian series is where he made his test debut he scored a 50 he played well in, that, in, in his game but like I think he was dropped early on. Like he, you know, he he had his chances, but I think he's developed a lot as a player since then. And in a way that we, I sort of referenced in our IPL episode, that Ravindra, I think he will maximise the use of his time in the IPL. I think Phillips absolutely has done that in terms of when he's gone away to these franchise tournaments. It seems like he's bowled hundreds and hundreds of overs. He's done hundreds and hundreds and thousands of push-ups to, like, strengthen his body and, and actually improve his game. So, mm. yeah, look, I think he's someone who will continue to develop. Can, and-
3: can I give you a comp for Glenn Phillips? Sure. Andrew Simons. The the success of the Glenn Phillips experiment, if you want to call, that, call it that with New Zealand cricket, is not what his averages are. It's how he impacts the way in which New Zealand go about their cricket. And I think the comp for him is the way that Andrew Simons impacted across multiple formats how Australia were able to play their cricket particularly their ability to attack in Test cricket from the number six or number seven position I think that's going to be the impact that Glenn Phillips could have in terms of how he affects the the way in which New Zealand are going to play cricket and I think if you if you judge Glenn Phillips about by whether or not he averages 35 or 40 with the bat I think he's going to let you down. Oh, he's going to let fans down because I don't think that's the way that we should be looking at Glenn Phillips. We should be looking at, is he contributing to winning games for New Zealand or putting New Zealand in winning positions, which is exactly what he did in Bangladesh. Yeah. And I think if he continues to do that, he'll be a massive success for New Zealand.
1: And I, I think the flip side of that is, is, is you know, is Glenn Maxwell. Like I think that's yes, the yeah. other side of things that yeah, could yeah. happen. Like th- those two outcomes, I think are both on the table yeah. in terms of, of Phillips's career. And yeah, like I said, watching that develop uh, will be fascinating. After the New Zealand summer or during the New Zealand summer, we do have another series that is going to be going on that I think is going to capture a lot of attention, certainly uh, from all of us in the room as well, and I'm I'm sure everyone listening and and watching on as well. England have a little series that they're they're going to be taking part in well it's not so little five tests
0: yeah, look, five test series against uh, against India um, for for England. So I've kind of think put Basball on the road. Um, it's going to be interesting in terms of the you know the, I think the the grounds that that we that we play on as well. Um, so we're we're not playing uh, what I would you know what you would call the traditional um, test match venues on that tour as well. So okay. I think uh, we we play in Hyderabad, uh, Visakhapatnam, Rajkot. Ranchi and then Darren So so you know there's no, <laughs> uh, you Dharam know Sala. there's no, you know there, there's none of those sort of really you know really well they're all big grounds in India, aren't they? But we're not playing at the old bastions, I suppose, of, of Indian cricket. So going to be really interested to, to to see you know how that goes from a yeah from a conditions perspective. You know, Darren I think has been good from a seaming perspective. Um, England have picked you know Jimmy Anderson in that. Um, in that squad, so I think if I if I kind of you know really project what I'm looking forward to, it is the emergence or the continuation, I suppose, of the um, the baseball experiment um, that you know the way that England are going to go about playing their uh, their Test cricket. I, I think the kind of side comment to that is, uh, yeah, it's a difficult one because. Um, Ian Healy was my cricketing hero and, you know, he was all set to bow out in a home test match in Brisbane in 1999. Uh, You know, with the emergence of Adam Gilchrist, I think he'd played Zimbabwe series away from home and you could see he was on the decline, but all the press was he was going to get this fairytale finish at the Gabba. He didn't. Um, And I think, you know, quite rightly, you can't, you know, you can't have that much sentiment in test cricket. But my hope is that, um, Jimmy Anderson can just prove some of those critics wrong for another six months or so. He didn't have a great um, Ashes series from a results perspective, but when you kind of look at some of the inputs, his speeds were there. Um, he bowled without a little bit of luck in a couple of spells. And so, so if anybody in English cricket deserves that fairytale finish with um, you know, the, the amount of wickets that he's got, um, I, it is him. Um, and as grumpy as he comes across on the field, I think he's actually a fantastic Uh, bloke you know he's great on the tail enders podcast he comes across as just loving the game he said even when i've finished i'll go down to the nets and if it's someone with a baseball mitt i just want to see whether i can still swing it you know he said he's going to continue to do that after he's finished uh finished playing so that's the little side products going on um but yeah that test series for me is going to be fascinating i i I think india will be too strong on home soil um you Okay, um, narrowly failed now in two quests for the World Test Championship mace. Um, I think they've got quality all around the park, and England are going to find it really, really hard because I think India is, um, if not the you know the hardest frontier, it's up there with Australia as the toughest place to go away um, and and win. Um, Well,
1: I was going to ask you that. Like, we've seen baseball. Like, is this the this is the biggest test for baseball so far? Right, you know, and. In terms of w- what they're going to be facing and, and the challenges,
0: uh, I don't know. I think the Ashes was a pretty decent challenge to, to face. Um, yeah, look, this is gonna, yeah, this is going to yeah this is going to test. I think the resolve of the guys to potentially keep going after spinners because mm-hmm. um, they're going to have to do that at some point. It might not be in the first Test match. It might not be in the first session, but at some point, they're going to have to probably be in a position where someone like Ben Duckett sweeps the out of everything and, and looks silly doing it and then he's got to go in and do it again um, and, and the guys have got it. you know they've got to find a way to continue to to put the foot down and exert the pressure and all these kind of buzzwords that have come out of this buzzball ball era and then I think from a bowling perspective as well I think what will stand them in really really good stead is the, the way that we bowled in Pakistan um, last winter mm-hmm. um, found a way with picking seamers uh, yes we did bring in a Ryan armid, we did bring in a Will Jacks, but we, we set some really really I think innovative plans with the likes of Ollie Robinson and the likes of James Anderson and and found ways to take uh, wickets on very very flat, not seam friendly pitches. So I think that you know that's going to be the challenge. Is how do you get Virat Kohli and, and Rohit Sharma and, and some of these guys out when it is you know when it is flat and winkle them out because we don't have. That world class mystery, um, you know, mystery spin. We've gone down the route of a of a Jack Leach, and then, you know, we've tried to pick someone that could be the next Shane Warne, in, you know, re- whether it's Ryan Ahmed or Chris Schofield or a- any host of people. I, but we've bought mean, Adil yeah. Rashid back, we've bought Moeen Ali back for a final song. So I think we've tried all those things. I think they they're gonna go down the route of yes, they've taken um, some spin options, uh, Tom Hartley. Um, we, you know, we talked about on that pod a couple of weeks ago Ryan Ahmed's going to go um, a, as well but I um, and I do I, look I do think that those guys will get their chance in this series but I think it will be the, the plans the plans that they have as a, as a seam attack which is where our strength is from a bowling perspective to try and get wickets on, the, on those Indian wickets
2: you've got a world cast class spinner batting at three or four in India and, and Joe Root you mentioned his yeah. name a couple of times there not meaning to um, I'm sure he'll have a big part to play baseball in India is actually incredibly fascinating oh yeah I'd love to see how it goes if we are on these pitches that are not conducive to, to batting conditions 200 250 baseball can score that in a session a session and a half that's if, what's going to be if fascinating they get, for if they me. get lucky Also, when I believe when India go on to those kind of pitches, they're like the Ferrari F1 team. They don't have a plan B, C, or D. They've got plan A, which is bowling, spin, and taking wickets. It'll be interesting to see what happens when that goes out the window if someone comes down the wicket and starts putting them to all parts. So we need to go for what? the undercut, is what it's Undercut yeah. or overcut, use the medium tyres, I don't know. But <laughs> they. I'll be interesting to see, do they have plans for... Yeah, MRF. I mean, it, it's, at some stage...
1: verret has got his co- tyres covered, don't worry about
2: that. At some stage... India will be put under pressure by Baz We don't know what they will look like from a series-long perspective, but how are India going to respond to that yep. will be interesting.
3: So for me, 2024, of all of the neutral series that are going to hold interest, this England-India series, I think, is the is really the one to watch because you're absolutely right, Raj. England and India are both going to be under pressure in terms of are they going to stick to their convictions in that series and how they... How each team handles that and the ebb and flow of Test cricket over a five-match series is just going to be absolutely fascinating to watch from a neutral perspective.
1: I I couldn't agree more. We have talked a lot of Test
0: cricket, though, and we're we're starting to run low on time. Let's let's move on to the the Caribbean. So, look, it doesn't seem as if we can go more than five minutes without talking about a world, World Cup. There's an ICC men's event... Every year now, isn't there? I think is uh, for the gonna, next eight or nine years. Uh, I think uh, is. Uh, the let's schedule. not spend ages on this. But are,
1: are there too many? Like, are, are there too many now? Yes, there are. I think we 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 had this conversation
3: on Monday night uh, in our social grade. Absolutely, there are. The Champions Trophy is an unnecessary event. I think if we had four years for our World Cup cycles, for our white ball format, and then some World Test Championship stuff every either two or four years, it's more than I'm enough. I'm going to come at
2: this. I'm going to come at this from a different angle. Go for it how excited have you been by the bilateral series that you've seen so far this the end of the after the world cup this year they haven't been terribly exciting to watch
1: i think some of the games have been exciting but i i agree with you the interest around the the series the like the the determination to watch them over like yeah they they do feel like there's nothing on them i'll I'll give you that
2: so by the icc making a, a focal point of the year that tournament Maybe it is yep. just the next evolution and how this looks as a white ball game.
3: Uh, uh, yeah, we can go into this heaps, but I think it's the ICC trying to maintain relevance for international cricket in the face of overwhelming popularity of franchise cricket.
1: Yeah, and when franchise cricket have got a trophy to win every year, you need that for the international sides as well, perhaps.
0: Yeah, look, I'm, a, I'm in going to go with Baldy and it, it pains me to agree with him, but yeah, I, I, I do think it should be on a, a, a wider... Um, cycle um i I think part of it is you know you look at the football world cup that's every four years it's been every four years since 1920 whatever 30. um yeah 1930 it was your guy the first one I think yep. yeah um but thanks for the, the stats um but yeah i, I, I think you know th- there is this sort of fact that you only get probably two bites of the cherry maybe three if you 're lucky uh, at a world you know at a world cup and if it 's every year or every eighteen months. Um, I think that ultimately over the course of when we're looking at this from our rocking chairs in our old people's home, it probably will diminish some of those World Cup victories because, you know, they've come around so thick and fast. So I don't know what the right cadence is because, um, you know, I think from a World Test Championship cycle perspective, you know, you don't want it to go too long. Um, um, but then, yes, certainly from a World Cup, uh, World Cup perspective, maybe it's that the the fifty over one is every three or four years, and maybe the T twenty one's every two years. I don't, I don't, I, I don't. I have plan. an answer. Do you want the answer? go on, World Test Championship every four years, ODI World Cup every
3: four years, T twenty World Cup every four years, and cricket the Olympics. There's your four <laughs> tournaments. You have one of them every year. You've still got something to look forward. to you've Missed to. the French Open. <laughs> I have missed the French. Uh, well, I there's got to think- be something on clay. It, well, look, that is the evolution of cricket. We'll get to that yeah. in, in the How to Solve Cricket, which is one of my big uh, article series I'm working on in 2024.
0: So stay tuned, listeners. Is, is, that, a, is that a splinter podcast?
3: Or no, no, no. no on it, this, so it's going it, to be a running it? series to replace the now completed series of um,
1: Hall of Fames. Yeah, that one.
0: Right, good. There you heard go. you it, it here first. Exactly. Bordy's given us some more content. How
3: to Fix but, Cricket, but solved 2024, well. write it down.
1: Good, but right. all the Australia can win the triple crown though this year. They can. Well, in 2024. Yes, twenty twenty
3: four. It never been done before. Australia could win all three formats in this year. That's uh, that's what I'm looking forward to. This uh, Caribbean slash USA T uh, Twenty World Cup for men is the thing that I'm most looking forward to for two reasons. One is that Australia, if they win it, will hold the trophy in all three formats. I don't think they will, but I'm, I'm ho- holding hope that they that they might. Uh, but also I'm looking forward to the introduction of cricket into the United States, which I think will be potentially a huge moment for the development of cricket. We've tried it a number of times, Stanford tried it, the uh, Major League Cricket or whatever this series that's being run. That was the, quite well received, yeah. wasn't
0: it? Yeah. So how, how big do we think that is, The the fact that this is a joint host between the Caribbean and, and the US? It, it could be big right i, I mean I, th- I think we're going to see
1: that when we see uh like we're getting a i mean you guys didn't some of you guys didn't even know like this is a 20 team t24 uh, world cup and not in the sense that we've had in other world cups or t20 world cups where we have kind of the qualifying process for two teams to get in mm. this is now 14 four pools of five teams we've got the likes of uh, i mean it's i think it's awesome in the face of all of these franchise tournaments where we see the same kind of players going around again and again in different uh, in different places we've got the usa themselves we've got sides like png nepal uganda qualified in the african sides and that like some of those sides are going to be playing india and uh, australia new zealand like you know that those uh, those five teams is going to be in each format and two of the sides go through to the next those knockout rounds. So mm. it's gonna be very exciting uh, from that point of view to just see the number of uh, sides that are that are playing and you know USA is gonna be one of them and, and we'll see. We'll see by the crowds, right? We'll see whether people are, are in behind it and whether it gets the T V numbers that they're excited, because if they get that, surely then that drives more mm. more cricket in that region. Twenty twenty four
3: men's T twenty World Cup in the USA. LA Olympics in 2028 so we know cricket is going to be at the Olympics so the next four years for cricket in the United States from a development perspective I think is super important for the future of the game I'm hoping that in this little window that we've got now cricket is able to give a good good enough account of itself that we end up seeing the US cricket league I can't even remember what it's called that thing have some impact like the <laughs> early years of Major League Soccer in the United States which wasn't terribly successful but was financially viable enough that it continued to fund itself and is now an important part of the professional sporting landscape what? in the in the united states i'm not saying that ml um major league cricket will get to the mls level it's now popular you know missy's playing yeah. beckham's involved but, in miami but cetera. as
0: importantly the grassroots soccer in, in, in the united states is now probably one of the hugest uh, yep. sports in, in schools and whatnot so i think that that that's and the, in the colleges that's in the that's the impact that that can that can possibly uh, have upon the, on the game Let's finish on something relatively uh, frivolous, I suppose, and a player that we're excited to see grow throughout the course of uh, 2024. You both can't have Ratchet and Ravindra. Well, I think we both just
1: named Glenn Phillips before.
0: Phillips. Okay, you both going to name the I,
1: same. I think, well, I think yeah, yeah. the conversation that we had kind of covers it f- for me. I, you know, over to you guys.
0: I've got Harry Brook. Um, so I think he had a disappointing IPL for Sunrisers. He's been picked up again this year. Um, I know it was only a little cameo, but we saw it in the uh, third one-day international, second one-day international, thirty off seven balls or something like that, and just looked ice cold or ice cool, I should say, in the way that he you know finished off that game. Uh, and look, I think he is that three-format um, player, and, and just has he just has a little bit of chutzpah, if that's a word. Um, if it isn't, it should be. Um, yeah, he's you know certainly- <laughs> <laughs> certainly got uh, certainly got the Riz as they as the kids are saying. Oh, the riz, yeah. the riz. Um,
3: Paulie, what about you? Who are you looking out for? I'm going to stick to some uh, tried and true vernacular. I'm hoping for a comeback year for Will Pukowski this year. I hope he gets back on the cricket field on a regular basis and gets his baggy green cap back. But I'm also excited to see the continued development of Cameron Green. Can he work his way back into the Test team? And what are we going to see from Lance Morris and Spencer Johnson? These emerging Australian. Tear away fast bowlers that may or may not get a guernsey ahead of the likes of you know Boland, Cummins, Stark, Hazelwood, etc. So I'm looking forward to seeing what they can bring to maybe some white ball cricket for Australia in 2024.
2: The the other one that I might add to this conversation, seeing as we both had Glenn Phillips, is um, Jill Kutsia uh, yeah. I'm hoping that he'll be here for the tests when He's not coming. I don't first. think so. I Unlikely. Think he'll be
1: in the, the <laughs> SA T20, yeah.
2: And then. The IPL and all the other rest of the cricket that he'll play next year, yeah. even if he doesn't come for the New Zealand series, I think he had an incredible World Cup. He put burst onto the scene uh, for me. He yeah. had been around for a while before that, but I really picked I, up on him at the picked up on him at the World Cup. Cup. Um, yeah, and yeah, I think next year could be a could be a breakout season for him, uh, even more so. Yeah, and, and
1: just springing to mind for me uh, on the neutral side of things, Yashasvi yes, well kind of establishing yeah. himself in, the, in that Indian side will be another fascinating watch for me. He's someone I, you know, I've, I seem to, any, any chance I get to mention him uh, from an India perspective, I, I, I try and use it, because he's someone that just oozes class, you know, every time I watch him and, and yeah, I, I would love to see him kind of establish himself in that Indian side in, in lots of different yeah. formats. So yeah, big watch for me.
0: Absolutely, well do pop um, a comment um, down below if you're watching the YouTube version or uh, Drop us a note if you're listening on our podcast feeds with who you're looking out for um, in 2024. Um, if we can ask you a big favour as well in 2024, it is recommend the podcast um, to a friend or teammate, um, or even not a friend, like just an enemy <laughs> if they like cricket. Uh, we'll, we'll take anyone that will uh, will listen or view the top um, order podcast. But look, that is our 2024 preview. As we alluded to, there's some exciting cricket. Uh, coming up we will of course um, be covering as much of it as we possibly can over the course of 2024 um, I, I don't think there's any spoilers to say we will be at one of those New Zealand Australia test matches and and hopefully podcasting uh, daily throughout the course of that test match whilst we're at the um, at and around the ground and uh, yeah providing we can uh, yeah we can get ourselves a uh, um, off the town and, and into the recording studio on the morning of each uh, each uh, each game. <laughs> we'll I make just, it happen. We'll make, make it happen. It happen. <laughs> we will buy a loaf of bread and a couple of camping chairs. Yeah. yeah um,
3: Traditional shopping
0: trip. Yes. But look, it is good night and God bless uh, for us. Um, here in auckland um hope you've had a fantastic 2023 um hope you're looking forward to 2024 whenever you're listening to this uh podcast a very and thanks happy- for listening to us yeah we thanks appreciate for listening it. throughout the course of 2023 happy new year for 2024 20, uh, the year of the rabbit um mm-hmm. and we will uh we'll be back in your podcast feeds very very shortly good night